This is another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. I am your host, Sterling Scott, and I'm fucking hungover. Like, oh, <laughs> Jiminy. Cheers to that. So, no, uh, <laughs> this will be the first drugless podcast uh, <laughs> that I'm doing this season. Wow. Uh, this is season two, episode four, and today doing most of the heavy lifting for me is the man, the myth, the legend. You may have remembered him from season one and also from the half gram challenge. None of them be easy. What's also good, brother, from your man? mama's house. I mean, that's disgusting. Hey, uh, <laughs> I did it anyway, man. <laughs> so like I got fucked up the other day, bro. Like yesterday. Uh, whew. Now you went at the show, but I was, um, had some people come through the the the, the house party, yeah, yeah, the house party show. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, in Edmonton, I run a few comedy rooms, a few mics, and one of them was last night called the house party, and it was definitely a party. Explain to them what the house party is. I feel like that's my favorite fucking show. <laughs> that is the illest show. I feel okay. So uh, this is now turned into you interviewing me. Just yeah. goddamn it, is it? <laughs> yeah, tell us uh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I bring guests on to talk to me about yeah. me. That's the kind of narcissist I am. But um, it was the the house party is essentially a 420 friendly comedy show where the crowd is allowed to smoke weed while the performers are on stage and the performers can smoke on stage. Yes. And we make that that room thick with the gray smoke. And uh, it's one of my favorite performances to do. For many reasons. One, I like the vibe. The reason why it's called the house party is the vibe. If, right. if, if you guys ever come to one of these shows, you'll see what we mean. You walk in that place and people who don't know you go treat you like family. They're going to be like, hey, how's it going? What's up? You need a chair? You want to sit over here? Like, it's just very friendly. Even the the, the resident weed man is, is is like, hey, how's it going, man? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Shout out but, to Elliot, too. But yo, he has some fire, though. Yeah, he yeah. Fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be checking that. I'd be taking the money from the show and walking right over to him and be like, you know what this is. Like, <laughs> last night, last night we had a packed house, but the money came up a little short. So a lot of people were sneaking in and I was like, hey, listen, man, the money light this week, y'all. Stop messing with my weed money. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go and tell the weed man I need to owe him something. Yeah. <laughs> I got to get you next I, week. I, I went over that. and he... And he must have thought I was being serious. And oh, yeah. So like when I went over, he went and gave me extra weed Whoa. and extra hash. And so every week the money go be coming up short. Like every week come yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. hey, money was light. Y'all need to give me money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I want that discount. So that was the house party show. And I had some friends come through. And uh, yo, my body just don't tolerate liquor the same. Because we came through with two bottles of tequila. And it was that good shit. That one I let you try before. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that other one. Yeah. And uh, some Don Julio. So it's two mm. good tequilas. And um, we drank the two bottles between four people over the course of, I'd say, three hours. Mm -hmm. And um, motherfucker, I ended up singing karaoke and shit. <laughs> oh, you was lit lit. Yeah. <laughs> I, even I ain't seen that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like in a we this is how much it was. We went from the weed show to ending up in an empty bar with the four of us singing karaoke. 
And yeah. I was like, yeah, this, this is too much tequila. <laughs> and then like when I drink too much, I wake up the next morning early for some reason. Like, you know, you wake up extra early. Like yeah, the Lord yeah. needs to let you know you fucked up. Yeah, you wake up contemplating life and shit. Like, I didn't even contemplate life. I contemplated ending the shit. Like I mean, waking up being like, oh, Lord, <laughs> all my life I had to fight. <laughs> That's how I felt. this. So here's the funny part for everybody listening. Uh <laughs> B messaged me and he's like, hey man, can we do uh three three o'clock? And when he messaged me, I was still so hungover. I was sweating and I was just like, yes, let's do three, sure. <laughs> but in my head, I was like, oh, thank you, God. I was, I was messed up. Man, what, what, what did you get up to, man? Uh, should I work last night and then after oh. work, you know, so jump off and get a little bit ratchet? Now, so. when you say get ratchet, like, because, like, you have roots in Florida, which is yeah. Ratchetville, yeah. which is yeah. Yeah. I learned, where the, I learned where the my, wild things are. Yeah, I, I learned all my ratchet behavior in Florida. And so what is a little ratchet for you? <laughs> uh, and honestly, it wasn't too bad. In Florida terms, it wasn't even ratchet at all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in Edmonton which terms, means nobody died. Yeah, yeah. Nobody <laughs> died. Nobody got shot. You know what I'm saying? Somebody might have got shot in the eye, but that was a whole different situation. Oh, you nasty. <laughs> you come oh, on man. here talking this pill. <laughs> just, it's too early about. in the morning to be talking or morning now, right? Like it's morning time. <laughs> I don't do mornings. It's morning for us. Oh man. Like, well, yo, uh, uh, do you do you, like cause you're we're the same age. Do you get like what I'm saying when it's like now, like liquor just it, it hits way harder. Yeah, it's, like it's, I do not recover well. Yeah, it's definitely not the same, man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I remember, you know, being 18, 19, 20 years old, you could just get all the way fucked up, pass out, wake up, do it again. They're going, I'm going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> you know I'm going to do it again. Yeah, I remember I used to have drinking competitions. Like legit, yeah, yeah. me and my boy sat down and we set a time limit. We go three hours. Okay, you're not allowed to dance or party. Guess how young we were. We're like, you can't dance it off. Cause yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no sweating that shit you, out. You, yeah, you be yeah. drinking and sweating it out. Yeah, so yeah. we said, like, we're like, yo, straight up alcoholic style. We sat in front of each other at a bar. Yeah. Three hours is the time limit. And the person who puts back the most beers wins. Mm. And uh, the highest I ever got to was 18 beers. Mm. I can't drink eight beers now <laughs> like if i drink two beers i'm like i'm pregnant like my yeah. body just pushes out i start getting tired of holding my back it's yeah, just not yeah, the same yeah. i don't know like I, I guess this is like the, the old age being like hey man hey man yeah. you ain't that young no more <laughs> yeah old age, old age creep up on you like yeah it's like i'm gonna go drink it tonight the fuck you are like that's <laughs> that's how the body be hitting me so like that's why i'm so like into into weed like that's how much like guys you gotta understand i'm so dizzy and hungover right now i'm drinking ice water and i'm not smoking on this podcast because when you are drunk and then you throw weed on top of that it never makes for a good it i think i would fail a breathalyzer today like right now it was that is that kind of uh hangover man but um now what I really want to get to talking to you about is 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 the comedy game because you're a a newer comic yeah. and they you say novice yeah but you started right before the pandemic so yeah. you lost 
like two years. <laughs> yeah. So I've been doing comedy for like three years, but really for like a year. Yeah. And that's like, <laughs> oh my God. So it, I, what was it? I know we did a few uh, Zoom shows together during the we pandemic. We did the one and I realized I was never doing a Zoom show. <laughs> that shit was horrible. Can you explain why that, why, why that was? Timing is everything in comedy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and that shit fucks your whole timing up. You tell a joke and you think it's going to hit and then they don't laugh and you're like, oh, okay. And you start the next joke and then they catch up ah. and they laugh. And it's like, oh, now I got to stop again. Yo, okay. I very much play off the crowd. You know what I'm saying? On my comedy. You know, a lot of my, every time I'm on stage, usually I uh, allow the audience to ask me questions so I can yeah. just kind of get, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of fire back quick funny responses mm. and you can't do that on zoom no man yeah. i remember that show because that was when zoom was new yeah and uh we did that it was the new year's show or was it, was it new year's yeah. new year's show and uh yeah it was a learning curve for all of us though. yeah they couldn't see me. I, I had like a five minute set and for like four minutes they couldn't see me yeah they and could only and, hear me and um and then nobody told me you niggas are, I'm, I'm like I didn't good? know either. Sonny's like yeah 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 you're good go keep going keep going it, and, and so they couldn't see me. Well, that's the thing that annoyed me is Fuck like you, Sonny. Um, <laughs> uh, what annoyed me is that we had a whole crew there that I paid for. <laughs> yeah, and they yeah, like, didn't like know what the hell like, they were doing. <laughs> they're like six and, niggas up and there, yeah. now. The idea of saying that you had six people there to run a Zoom show, people be like, "What the fuck were you doing?" Yeah, because you only need just you, right? And the Zoom, like, you know what I'm saying? If it was just the three of us that were on the show that were running the Zoom, people would understand. Oh, that's why it was fucked up. You had six more people, yeah, and shit. Come on, man. Yeah, and like everything that they had was not compatible or whatever. Yeah. And then, then we ended up doing another. Uh, Zoom show, yeah. Um, that was done in my living room. Oh, but oh, we yeah, had the yeah. green screen, which was done much better than and, the other one, and it was controlled by one guy, Sonny. Yeah, while doing while the show, doing the show. Yeah, 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 he was doing, and I'm like, I was, what? There, I was there for that one too. I was just smoking weed in the back. I was, I was, yeah. I, was I was like, I was like, I do not want to be well, in this shit. It was at that stage, like where the learning curve. It, I kind of got upset because I was like. Uh, it wasn't that hard. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I just was like, look, man, they're doing these things called Zoom shows, which pretty much is like, you know, Skype. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how Skype dropped the ball on that, but whatever. Zoom became the universal app that everybody was doing. And when I found out how easy it was to use it, it wasn't until two or three shows down the road. And so finding out it was that easy, like it's what I said to you earlier. I was like, how in the fuck did you guys not figure this out when I figured it out in my spare time. Yeah, so yeah. like if this was your job and you couldn't figure it out, but in my spare time, I could just be like, how does this thing work and get yeah. it to work? Watch a five minute YouTube video. And, and- <laughs> not even a five minute. And you know, remember he was like, oh, yo, I stayed up all night watching all yeah. these videos and things. <laughs> I said, you lying son of a, cause like I didn't even watch no video. I did one Google search. <laughs> I did one Google search. The Google search said, Open Zoom. <laughs> it then said, is an option for you to use external audio or internal audio. Yeah. And then it works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, what were you six yeah. motherfuckers doing? And I know the fucking oh, person didn't even smoke weed. So I'm like, 
Yeah. You can't even blame it on that. Like, I was high. Nah, you just. Oh, man. I mean, I'm going to call your names out, but you know who he is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But now that learning curve of the Zoom show is obviously, it. Is, I hear what you're saying. And so that's why, you know, we had to learn to um, turn the mics off is what we would do. And then so we turn the mics off and then we yeah. just perform to ourselves. Right, right. And just treated it like we know our own timing. We know our own beats. So we're going to do it the way that we felt was best by looking at ourselves and, you know, just playing and laughing and looking like, you know, you look at yourself, you can be like, is this good? Does that look right? And so just fine tuning in the moment, every single time, the moments, the beats and let the audience watch it as if they were watching something special at home. And that's how um, we got to have so much better zoom uh crowds like the crowds liked our shows better than right. so many other people because a lot of people would always be like exactly what you're saying leave the mics on because we need a response and i'm like no you don't <laughs> you don't yeah. you, you just need to do the set and trust yourself to be funny well that's my method that was what we did y'all and are, it worked out you, y'all are you know what I'm saying y'all are experienced comics right i'm really still coming up in this game so mm-hmm. you know it it, it trusting myself and then on top of that, I don't, I, there's nothing I hate more than watching my own shit. So having to watch while I'm performing is like, <laughs> yo, yo, I, just, I can't, bro, I have That watched, is a hard thing to get over. Yeah, I have watched two of my sets ever. Yo, I don't and, like the way I sound. I hate yeah, my voice. Yeah, me too. I don't want to so, hear myself. Like, I don't want to see myself. When I hear it on videos, even when I'm like listening, I'm like, who the fuck this guy? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like I, I feel, like I, that, I, feel like I lose authenticity when uh, I watch my own shit because then I start almost critiquing myself too much. And then next time I get on stage, I feel like I'm doing everything wrong. You know what I'm saying? Oh, or, man. Or, yeah, it's like I, I like... I feel like a big part of me being on like my what I bring to the stage is the authenticity. Like it's just so you're yo, saying I'm, you talk yourself out of it. Like you make yourself unconfident with your own critiquing of yourself. I, I don't know if it's. Uh, I guess. I guess technically, yeah. You know what I'm saying. But it's not like not necessarily not necessarily talking myself out of it. But I just I focus too much on how, on my movements and and making sure oh, I don't want to do this, don't want to do that, and then. I feel like it takes away from the actual jokes. You know what I'm saying? So now you have been able to see quite a few more shows than somebody who would be, you know, dreaming of being a comic or, right. or doing their first. Like I had some, uh, a young black kid come to my show uh, last night. He's 18 years old and he just started comedy. I was like, damn, you know what I mean? I can only, you know, imagine what that must be like. You're 18 and we, you walk in the room with a bunch of grown ass people and being like, yeah. I'm going to make y'all laugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what was one of the, what, what's some of the things that have benefited you the most in, a, in your growth? Because like, Every, there's a lot of people listening right now who want to try stand up. Like right now, I'm pretty sure my cousin's listening and she wants to do stand up. And so, you know, the big fear is always the first uh, attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, like, you know, I always say your first attempt is, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you do good or bad because it doesn't count. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. Like, it's not your first show, it's your first 100 shows yeah. that would then be able to go and say, how did it feel? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So like 
what is it that you've learned in your first set of shows that have uh, benefited you? Because remember, this is going to change. I promise you. What I said in my first year to my third year to my 10th year to my 15th year, it's constantly changing. Yeah. And if it's not, then you're fucking up. Because yeah, you yeah. need to constantly be evolving as a person as well as a performer. So it's always interesting for me to talk to new comics to find out what are you using as your tactics right now? How do you even formulate a joke right now at this level in the game? Man, I feel like just having fun with this shit, you know what I'm saying? Just like really going out there and not trying to take it too seriously necessarily. Like I, I see a lot of comics that taking this comedy like very seriously, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? You try to get ahead. But like for me personally, my style, I'm just, you know, being more calm with it and and, and having a good time out there. And, and that translate that translates to the people and they have a good time if they see you having a good time. Uh, see, also, mm-hmm, go ahead, the, go other, ahead, the other thing um, is I just been around a lot of great comics, man, and gotten a lot of advice. Also watched like I really pay attention when I'm in the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Usually, usually if I'm at a show and especially if there's somebody who I feel like uh is a good comic then i'm paying attention i that's the one that i used to love watching comedy and not that i don't still love it but it is not this i don't laugh anymore because I'm, <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i, I you don't, got that jaded comic but yeah. yeah it's like i'm not i'm not i'm not looking i'm not watching to laugh i'm watching to learn now yeah so i'm paying attention it's almost like i'm taking notes in my head and something uh, you know you know it's like it's, it's not, it's, instead of laughing people just go that's funny. Yes. Yeah. That you know is uh, uh, so funny because uh, people who used to follow me to comedy shows a lot uh, eventually started to fall into that trend themselves where it's mm-hmm. like something about that switchover where it's you're no longer watching it as a consumer. You're watching it as an appreciation of the art. Right. Like what topic are you going to use? OK, that's a difficult topic. How are you going to tell? What story are you going to tell? Right. Like, can I see your punchlines already? Yeah. Are you going to surprise me? Exactly. That's why there's certain comedians that when they call like a comics comic, we like the the surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we need to like, I mean, I've seen people kill where it's like, I don't really care because it's like you're using basic, yeah. you know, like you're like, oh, my dick be hurting. Yeah, yeah. You know, everybody could tell <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a great dick joke. Shit, I started my career on dick jokes and I still have some of them today in my back pocket. Yeah. But like my favorite shit ever is when none of the audience laughs, but all the comics in the back of the room are cracking the fuck up. That's when I feel like, okay, this is a killer right here. Well, now there's two things that that could happen. One could be that the person really told a shit joke and all the comics are like, yeah, Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... And it may sound mean, but the reality is, if you know the comic is good, yeah, right, it's really funny to watch them bomb because you have to have a bad set in course, comedy. Yeah. You have to bomb. It's part of the process. So when someone's good and you're watching them bomb, you're like, cool. It's just part it's of human. the process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny to watch. But when they suck... And you laugh. Now you an asshole. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the this is the best they go do. I tell you, there was a show where the dude was doing so bad that a table broke out laughing. And he goes, hey, don't be rude. <laughs> I, said, I said, this motherfucker is doing so bad. He knows that laughter is not for him. 
up. What now? That was the moment where it went from quiet to all you hear in the background is me dying. I fell out of my chair. He literally goes, "Don't be, don't be disrespectful." Like, just, this motherfucker's like, "Let me finish this in peace." <laughs> he knew immediately the the joy coming out of their mouths at the comedy show. He goes, "I know that is not my fault." Oh, I, I do not want you to enjoy anything. That's but that's that. That's why I was laughing so hard when you go. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a good one. Like, no, sometimes it's like, oh shit, that's Fair. really good. Fair, but yeah. there's I get it where I'm just a comic, and then there's um, watching the different levels to the joke, where the crowd may laugh at you know this part of the joke, but the joke has so much layers to it, so much depth to it that you're like, not only is that super intelligent, but the crowd is laughing. Yeah. Yeah. That's more impressive Mm -hmm. uh, for, for me personally, Mm -hmm. but I get what you mean, man. I've watched a lot more fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) I remember one guy asked me, you know, uh, for advice and I was about to give him advice. And another comedian said, you shouldn't give them advice. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he's like, the things you understand right now and every piece of advice you're going to give them is correct, but they are not not in the league to even know what you're talking about. Did you experience that kind of growth where something where somebody said something didn't make sense until it did make sense? Like, I think the biggest one for me was you got to care so much you don't care. Yeah, yeah. And that think, didn't click in until I think year 12 is when I'm like, I I, I care. Like, I want to kill. I got to kill. But I, I get what they're meaning. They're right, like, right. Yeah. You've got to care enough about the art form, but you have to still, when you try in comedy, yeah. it looks terrible. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's like when you be honest in comedy, it's beautiful. Yeah. And 100%. so it's like you have to care so much that you have to let go of trying I'll be honest, man. And embrace doing. Yeah. I don't think that uh, whoever that comic was, I mean, what it is what it is, but you've given me more comedy advice than anybody, right? And you've always been very good at, like, explaining stuff and, and kind of... You've also been very good about saying, hey, like, you know, you're not at the stage yet, but this is where I'm at and this is how I feel. And it has... I feel like I've come a lot farther than I would have had I not had somebody to kind of guide me like that. Oh well, I mean, I'm flattered, and I hope you know that I've been trying to sabotage your career this entire. I still, I, I, I still, I still hate your guts. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All the advice I give you is to fail, motherfucker. I don't want you to see no success. I'll be watching like, yeah, tell that joke. Yeah, <laughs> that was like that time we got in trouble in the festival. Well, it wasn't our fault, but it looked like our fault. Oh my god, you know what I'm talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, <laughs> tell them the Fort story, Saint yo. John. Yeah, Fort Saint, and it's fucked up because preface to this. Fort St. John uh, at the Lido Theater had never had a comedy festival with an all-black lineup until that day. Yeah. (laughs) So you're talking six black people walk into the theater, and it has never happened in the history of the theater. And then we go to the hotel. Go ahead. So it gets to the hotel. He drops me at the front. I go in. I get the room. You know what I'm saying? We go upstairs to the room, and... First of all, we walk in that bitch and the room is funky. It smells like cigarettes and bad decisions. You know what I'm saying? And we were in that motherfucker. And it's like, I, I remember calling down because I, I thought there was no smoking. You know what I'm saying? 
And I called down to the front and I asked, like, are we allowed to smoke in here? And she was like, no, that's a non-smoking room. Do you want me to put you in a smoking room? Because I was like, this, I was like, the room smells like cigarettes. Yes, it did. It, it was it, it, strongly. It was definitely yeah. some cigarettes going on in there. Yeah. And she was like, do you want me to put you in a smoking room? I said, absolutely. Why did not we do that in the first place? So I go back down to the front desk, get the new key, move to the new room. We get in there. That room smells like cigarettes, too. <laughs> and we proceeded to chain yeah. fucking smoke. <laughs> we we was like a chimney out there. Bitch. Yeah, it was we going down. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, the whole day, you know what I'm saying? I thought it was kind of strange that we in a smoking room and there was no ashtrays. But I was like, <laughs> all right, it is what it is. These motherfuckers just slipping. So I started, I, I started ashing in the coffee pot, which you, I'll give you, you did say that was not, we, we shouldn't ash <laughs> in the said, coffee don't pot. Don't do that. Said, yeah. But I was like, man, fuck these motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's a smoking room and you didn't give us an ashtray? Fuck you niggas. And uh, yeah, it turns out that was not a smoking room either. So they now want to charge, it was like something like $200 yeah, for a coffee pot. Yeah, but they pot. did a snake like though. They were even worse. What happened was, they didn't even tell us. They went and sent the bill to the booker of yeah. the theater. Yeah. <laughs> so the Lido Theater, who is doing this first ever black fucking comedy festival, all of a sudden receives that they have to pay a, a bill because yeah. we're fucking up the hotel. So I walk in and he goes, I need to talk to you for a second. And he brings me to the room and he shows the email from them. And mm. it's like, you owe us uh like it was like four hundred dollars. Yeah, it was something ridiculous. And I was like a coffee pot. Yeah, well, they go the damages for smoking in the room. This is what they said, and the coffee pot. Mm. So then I'm like, they told us it's a smoking room. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. like, and then then the lady tried to do us dirty again because when you called her, she tried to hang up on you. Yeah, she no, she dead ass hung up on me. Yeah, yeah. And then they try to make it look like we just were being reckless. But I'm like, yeah. why the fuck would I do that? Yeah. We're here for days. Like, for <laughs> so. Uh, no, that, and that was the first night. That was the very yeah, first that's, night. We like, literally yeah. got there and it was, oh, we smoking, smoking. And we yeah. was, we were going off. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I remember I even said to the dude, cause he was like, uh, the dude, he was like, yo, like, come on. Like, are you guys telling the truth or not? And I was like, look, bro. I said, we are not novice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If we was going to smoke in there and try to be a secret, we would at least wash the shit out. You know what yeah. I'm saying? We just dumped the shit, you know, put it in a separate bag, throw it in the dumpster. Y'all would have never found that shit. So then how did it, how did it turn out? Cause like we eventually got cleared all the way out. Uh, uh, like they, they were like, after the bitch hung up on me. Yeah. Cause I, that's, I, that's I waited, I, don't I waited till the next morning and called and, and the manager was there. And I was like, "Look, this funky bitch hung up." I mean, I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was respectful. You know what I'm saying? I was like, "Look, you know, I, I spoke to the lady last night. You know what I'm saying? She told me this, she told me that, and then she hung up on me. And you know, she went and talked to her, and then actually called me back and apologized for that lady's behavior. Mm. And so that's kind of, I think that's that. You know, at once once you realize that lady was fucking up. Yeah, because I'm like, yo, they, they try to they try to make it look us look dirty. And yeah. then on top of that, what made me laugh was the pettiness at the end was they were like, so we'll clear all the charges, but you got to pay, pay for, for the, the coffee, coffee pot. 
And the fucked up shit is and like. And he sent a picture of the coffee pot with your fucking yeah. ashes in it. And the fucked up shit is like, it's a, it's glass. Coffee pot. Yeah. Wash the Yo, you ever heard of soap and water? I was like, yo, we should take the coffee pot. I was like. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I said, I'll pay for it, but you got to send me that shit in the fucking mail. You know what I mean? Because I was like, you know, but I was like, you know what? Let's just get out of this bitch. Because like, yeah. we were just trying to, I was trying to avoid having the first Black people to be up there to fuck things up, and he's like, "I should have never gave y'all niggas a chance. Yeah. <laughs> never gave you niggas money." <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, I was like, I didn't want that uh, to be to be a thing. Um, but festivals. Let's get into that now. You've yeah. uh, you you. We just talked about uh, being a one. Was that your first festival? I can't remember. I'm it was. Asking. It was. It was my first and last, pretty much. I well. Walk us through outside yeah, of the fucking bitch call, hotel. Let's Vegas a festival. I don't even. Ugh. It wasn't a festival. Yeah, that, that was, I thought it was. We we thought it was. When that we was five of us in a room on acid. That yeah. was what it was. <laughs> we was we was on acid. That's yeah. what that was. That, and, uh, that story right there. That's another one right there. Listen, well, okay, we'll call that. We'll call, that's not a festival though. That's not. <laughs> that's what he told us though. I, Listen, when I booked my I ticket, when I, when I booked my ticket. For like $560, whatever the fuck it was, to go to Vegas. I was under the understanding that it was a three-day festival. Yes. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mushroom, yep. the same dude was going to give us, it was a psychedelic comedy the festival. The psychedelic comedy festival, right. that's what it was called. Yep. And I told everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, nigga, y'all niggas about to see me live. It's yeah. going down. <laughs> My homegirl lives out in Vegas. I was like, girl, get your peoples together. Is going down, and we got out there. And shout out to homie. I'm not even gonna say his name, but hell's that shout out to homie because uh, yeah, he was good people, and I liked him. He was, I liked people. him. But, but um, uh, I remember what it was like when I first pulled up. What was your thoughts on day one when we pulled up in the parking lot? You know what my thoughts was, nigga, because <laughs> I had a whole nother outfit. <laughs> I, said, I said I had my outfit pressed and on a hanger. You had it on the hanger in the car. Yeah, had it on the hanger in the car. I was like, nigga, I'm about to kill him tonight. <laughs> and we walked in the front door, and I was like, I'm not even going back to the car for that shit. It's not even about to go what, down. What, like tell that. him, tell him what you describe what we saw <laughs> when we got there. I'm thinking. Somewhere between 500 and 2,000 people is what I'm thinking, the way this nigga talked about it. You know what I'm saying? We got in there. First of all, the place only held about 80 people, max, max. And there was not 80 people in there. <laughs> there was like, I don't know, we got there early. We remember we went to watch the fights early. We went to watch the fight. Yeah. And, uh, we got there. There was probably like, I don't know, 15, was, 20 people in there? No, I remember less, man. I remember the the, the UFC fighter, the black Stephen guy. Bonner was there. Yeah, Stephen, Stephen Bonner. Bonner. Yeah. Then, um, On um, 20 grams of mushrooms, he was. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah. And then yeah. there was um, the two, the black dude uh, who was the DJ, and then the black DJ girl. DJ Mem- Memphis Hollywood. Yeah, Memphis Hollywood. Then yeah. there was the girl. Um, and then it was me, you, um, the girl selling liquor at the front, which was obviously yeah. hilarious. It's that a was- lunch table with like three bottles on the yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. And she like, what you want? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like a prison comedy show. It did. But I all that also made me feel quite at home. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, there's no pressure. Yeah, like- yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. I walked in that bitch like, oh, these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he still had to pay me. 
And yeah. yeah, and I'm like, how you go pay me when ain't nobody here? Yo, so that was so <laughs> that's that was, how when he offered drugs, I was like, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> so that was a thing too. Like I was under the understanding that I was gonna be paid based on uh, 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 attendance, right? How many people were there? What a lot. So as soon as I walk in and I seen, I was like, I'm not finna get no money out of this. Bruh. I just spent six hundred dollars. <laughs> To come out here and work for free, I'm not finna put. I'm not finna Bruh. take my clothes. I'm not. I'm, no, that no, was no. so funny. I'm not gonna lie, because like the only funnier time of not being okay. Here's the thing: the people have to understand that they don't know about our line of work is that people promise things and then don't provide it, and they're like, well, "Why don't you get your money up front?" And I'm like, "If you try to get your money up front and you're not a celebrity." You're not going to get booked for a hell of a lot of shows. Yeah, yeah. Like that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of it is 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 we got to take that risk of hoping to be paid. Right, right. And we show up and hope to be paid. Yeah. Because I never forget when uh I, I walked in and I know what my rate is and I know how many people's was in there and I looked at him and I said, "Oh boy." And he yeah. goes, don't worry, I'll get you something. I said, you, <laughs> you gonna have to go to an ATM, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody in this motherfucker. The funniest time I ever uh, not got paid, uh, I was at a Jamaican party, and uh, <laughs> I walk in, and it's me and the promoter in the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what's going on? Like, and he in the kitchen looking. He like you know like we they got that look in the eye like it ain't going too good. I'm not even cooking in this kitchen, dog. I would have gave that. I'm nigga just the- in this kitchen trying to kill myself. So now he looking at me. I looking at him, and I and I'm like, okay, the show's supposed to start in 20 minutes. Maybe it's on Jamaican time or something. No, no, no. So now it's now an hour later and i'm still sitting there because i charge a lot of money for these shows yeah so i'm like i gotta get my money from this motherfucker yeah yeah and as i'm sitting there i'll never forget two jamaican people walk in a man dressed to the nines you know when jamaican men take out their wives you know yeah 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 he dressed to the nines white linen gold chain everything Mm -hmm. wife looking proper like they came out yeah. For our late, uh, it was a Valentine's Day comedy mm, show, mm. and so I'm standing at one table, and the Jamaican guy and his wife come in, and they see the emptiness, and I'm seeing the look in their eye, and they look at me, and yeah. I'm looking at them, and they're like, "You came to watch the show," <laughs> and I said, "No, I'm the comedian," and he goes, "Oh, let me ask you a question: How much you charge for a comedy show?" And I said, uh, $2,500. And he looked around and he goes, you nah, get it? <laughs> I tell you right now, I laughed so hard. I laughed so hard. It took away some of the pain. Because this guy literally stood there for 10 minutes. And then he went and he ordered a drink, drank it. And he said, Bejin, good luck. And left. <laughs> Yo, and you real. know what? He was right. I did not get yeah. $2,500 that night. <laughs> yeah, man. It's tough, bro. It's oh, tough. By the way, my rate has gone up. So I don't know if you're watching this or listening at a late time and you're thinking, I could get Sterling for $2,500. You can, but I'm going to try to charge you more. Yesterday's <laughs> price is not today's price. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
Shout out to Fat Joe. Love this motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah. So like, <laughs> so now um, you've gone through quite a few for someone in the in the beginning stages. You've got, you know, some stage time under your belt. You've gone to a legitimate comedy festival, mm-hmm. uh, which I will say, congrats, because you did great. Uh, I Appreciate it. It made me laugh because... Uh, <laughs> When uh, the booker was like, uh, what's the name I'm going to put on the screen? And I was like, be easy. And he goes, what the? No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> not. Said he was like this nigger. He's here. like, I'm not going to say that. That's not a name. I'm not doing like he was like, <laughs> he was not having it. Yeah. And then it made me laugh because I was like, well, the other guy's name, his name is Aiton Fisu. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, man. He's like, at least I can like, pronounce be easy. God damn. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. But you, yeah, he didn't have any faith in you because I had given him the lineup. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I don't think this is uh, a good plot. I'm like, you don't even know him. Like, you ever yeah, saw him before. Yeah, for real. And then you went up and then you had a great You set. know what it was? He heard. So I, <laughs> I had a joke that I did the day before. Remember we had a. Oh, there was the. Uh, what the fuck? There was another was that? room that we had to do. Right, that was in a bar. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I did the joke there, and everybody there laughed except one fucking lady sat there, serious face. And I mm. guarantee you, that was the lady who called the promoter and told him this nigger said some disgusting jokes. I remember what. Yeah. Oh, it was. I had a joke about. Uh, it was the joke is called "Come Comment Come Connoisseur," mm. and as a, a girl made me come in a wine glass. And then she did the whole like, looked at it in the light, and and then yeah, it's pretty nasty. And, and, and then she swallowed it and said 1982. And I was like, "How did you know?" <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty ratchet. <laughs> it's a bar joke. What do you want? I was in a bar, mm. and yeah, she just looked offended as fuck. And I remember because right before I went on stage at the Lido, uh, the promoter there was like, "Don't do that joke." <laughs> like yeah, we're not gonna do that one today. Yeah, he was like a little nervous, man, and, yeah. and, and it just made me laugh because he, I'm like, I've been performing at that theater before, and I've never seen him that, you know, like yeah, yeah, like worried that it wasn't gonna go well. And I'm like, why would you be? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a killer. I'm gonna bring killers, and like, you know what I mean? You know how people are when they get offended. It's like, it's like you hear people talk about Bill Cosby and say he's not funny, mm. and it's like. Listen, he's a piece of shit racist, but you can't say he's not funny. You know what I'm saying? And that's what like as soon as as soon as you as soon as you, as soon as there's one thing you don't like about him, it's like oh, everything that he's ever done is trash. I mean, that's uh, comedy is up to people's interpretation. So people say someone is not funny is just an opinion, yeah. unfortunately. But to deny, but I'm sure, I'm sure when she to said deny it, somebody to, to, for somebody to deny that his comedy was, uh, you know. Uh, trash it's like well then you don't understand the art of comedy yeah well no you're just basing it on your opinion of him yes not of his art right exactly that's like acting like R. Kelly didn't make some amazing music right you know what I mean and even worse choices but like (laughs) his music is fire you can't act like you don't hear that I used to think that I could not go on and you're like sing it motherfucker for real (laughs) like you can't act like you don't feel that shit I would I would not Put this on me right now. I wouldn't be surprised if in 20 years they just found another singer to sing his whole catalog over again right. so that people can be like, oh, it, it's not R. Kelly. It's fucking, you know, yeah. it's this guy. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. ah, you <laughs> just, just don't act like you don't love that music. Yeah. But a lot of people have a hard time separating art 
from an artist. Right. Which obviously you don't seem to have a problem with. But now, how do you see uh, yourself developing as an artist? Like, where is your end goal as a comedian? Like, when you came into this game, because first off, that's crazy. To start stand-up comedy is crazy. Yeah. And, and then it's like, what was your... What was your intentions, your hopes? What is it that you wanted from this ridiculously uh, hard to do art form? Like you chose the worst one to choose. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, man. In the beginning, I really had no expectations. Um, I was just like, kind of let me do this. Uh, I wanted to get into acting and stuff like that, and I felt like this was a start. I guess, kind of in that in there toward that direction. I did the same thing when I started. Yeah, but I did like where I'm at now. And like I said, I just keep trying to have fun with it. I really do comedy for me, man. Like, I'm not trying to be famous. I'm not. Preferably, I would like to never be famous. I don't want the stress and the bullshit and drama of that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. If I this, I'm trying to be as famous as fucking possible. I feel you. I feel you. (laughs) I can understand that. But I, um, I've realized, especially over COVID, COVID really helped me realize how much I do comedy for me. I'm not the kind of person I can go to like a a psychiatrist or, you know, a psychologist, somebody to, to talk about my problems. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be that guy. That being said, when I'm on stage, it's all truth. Everything comes out, whatever it is. And every time I get off stage, I just feel better about myself. I feel better as a person. I feel like I've gotten a lot of shit off my chest. And it's, it's like, it's my therapy. You this motherfucker takes stage time and turn it into therapy sessions. Hey, it is what it is, man. I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> well, bro. I, I, the thing, I'm just teasing because I'm like, I, I for me personally, it's like, I don't care what anybody's reason is. As long as you up there and you want to be up there and you're enjoying it and your your attempt is to make the people laugh. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, I always makes me laugh when I watch comedians who um, become bitter. Mm-hmm. And if you're a young comic, pay attention, watch out for the bitter comedians. Yeah, yeah. These are the people who are never happy about anything mm-hmm. unless they're talking about hating somebody else. Somebody else. Or, yeah, that's like, when the, all the passion, their passion yeah, comes from that. If ever you are in this game as a young comic and you meet somebody who can't wait to talk shit about another person or everybody they talk about, it's always in a negative that person's energy, that person's career will drag you down and you will become them. Stay away from that shit, man. But also don't hang out with the people who uh, think they always kill and are always positive. Those people are just as dumb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I had a motherfucker say that to me. I never bomb. I said, well, then you've never tried. Like, yeah, for real. You have to walk that line. Yeah. So now that you're doing it for yourself, um, what is it looking like for you in the next, you know, upcoming months? Like, what shows are you trying to get on? What are you trying to do? Because you actually even run um, your own show. Yeah, I got my own show once a month. Let them know what that show is. Yeah, JT's Bar and Grill. You know what I'm saying? Once a month. uh, The third Thursday of the month. We just got a new name because we didn't really have a name. It was just the JT show. But you know what I'm saying? I'm calling it Ratchet Thursdays, baby. All right. (laughs) Come get Ratchet with your boy at JT's. Oh, my God. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff. Uh, Did you give them the handle? Uh, At JT's Bar and Grill. All right, cool. So that's the third Thursday. Third Thursday of the month is Ratchet Thursdays. Come and get Ratchet with your boy. (laughs) 
<laughs> giving out shots. You know I what mean, I'm saying? I like doing that. I like yeah. doing that. Yeah. I, I like giving out drinks uh, from yeah. the Juicy stage. pussies. Be giving out juicy pussy at this fucking show. So. What the hell is a juicy? Okay. Come to the All show right. and find out. That's what All you got to do. You know what? That's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. That is a very fair. <laughs> you know what I thought? I thought you were like the juicy smoulier. I was like, what do you... <laughs> You get is it a drink behind bars? Like what? <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> Actually, he's out now. He's out. He oh, got out. God. He got out immediately. But uh, I just uh, I was like, all right, well, juicy smoothies. I guess. Oh no, no, it's this just where it's, you take a shot. Pussy. <laughs> where you take a shot and then you beat yourself up and claim a white person did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yo, that is uh, uh I don't. <laughs> You know, you just see a story and you go, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Yo, what listen. was the end game in that? Yeah. I don't, I don't, but I mean. Listen, Chappelle said the realest shit about that because I swear to God, myself included, every black person I know, when we saw the first thing we saw about that, I know I did not believe this nigga at all. I was like, yeah, I didn't. Yo, <laughs> and it, it, it said, Chappelle said, I can't even, I can't even like make up no shit because he said it already. Like, we all realize that no racists have ever seen Empire, nigga. <laughs> I'm black, black, and I've never seen Empire. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, somebody, when I heard he say, the, the guy said, uh, the guy said to him, you're that faggot nigga from Empire. And I went, is he the faggot nigga from Empire? <laughs> I, I, I didn't know who he was, bro. I had no clue. Never seen him before in my life. <laughs> oh, man. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it, I just I don't I don't know. Maybe he was trying to get away to I don't know, man. Yo, like, and then, I don't yo know. listen, I was unsure, right? I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know something just seemed off. When he said I'm the gay Tupac, like he said it with such I'm the gay Tupac. And I said, Oh, this nigga here, bro. That's sacrilege. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I didn't know those two words went together. <laughs> For real. <laughs> oh my oh god. Oh my god. You better be happy Tupac was not allowed to hear that shit there. You, you better happy he's in Cuba. Like, man, you lucky I gave up that name. Right now my name is Trevor. I don't even go by that name no more. I'm Trevor Ock. That's what I am. <laughs> the second. <laughs> Oh, oh man, Trevor Pock the second. <laughs> like yo, I, I don't know, man, but that was always like there's a lot of weird things, man. But what I'm starting to realize, because uh, I do want to be famous, and, and I do admire when someone says that they don't care to be famous, because then it means that the integrity of their art is uh, less likely to be, you know, fucked with. Compromise, yeah. Compromise is the word. I see that, and I said fuck with, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> This hangover be yeah. killing brain cells. It killed the compromised brain cell in my head. It said, listen, the word fuck with was a compromise. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what it was. Absolutely. But, but yeah, like, that you know what, man? Listen, so back in the day, right, mm-hmm. when I lived in Florida, I used to do music. Mm-hmm. I used to, I used to and I and I decided, like, first of all, I knew like a billion rappers. And so I decided to make beats. When I was super young, I wanted to be a rapper, right? But you know, got a little older. And I really, I really like, you know. Dr. Dre and Timbaland and, and they style where it's like you never really see these niggas out. You never they're not on the you know, they're not in the headlines acting all wild ah, like they're, they're they're just in the background kind of making the money and maintaining their shit. So that was I think that was when I decided I didn't want to ever be famous. I didn't want to deal with the drama and the bullshit of motherfucker. I, I would much rather make the money in the background and 
just be able to move. I want to. I, I I don't want to get to a point where I can't go to the bar and have a drink, where I can't Ooh. go. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's living a good life for me is just being able to go to the fucking grocery store myself, go to the bar, go for a walk, and not have motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Stalking me, stressing me, taking pictures and shit. Like, that's just... I get that. Yeah, man. I mean, the good life for me is paying someone to go do all that shit for me. Go and take a walk for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, You know, to be able to to be able to talk to a girl and, 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 you know, have not have her on some like, oh, I'm about, I'm about to come up from this nigga. Yeah, you know that was uh, one thing that I was paying attention to a lot with, um, you know, when I was doing comedy out and meeting a lot of people. There comes a point where you can't believe if somebody really cares about you or right. what you represent. Exactly. Like, because it's like they're in it for like you're like their accessory now. Like you're like right. their play. Now it's like, oh, you your status is what they live off of now. Exactly. And exactly. And the Did you know I know Sterling Scott? Did you know? I, yeah, I know. I know. Oh, him. I'm I know going him. to the, the <laughs> Sterling Scott party. And they're like, uh, you mean the one in the basement? And they're like, shut up. But, <laughs> but like, like people will use that. But the problem with that is that that's not love. That's an right. infatuation or an obsession. Exactly. And so what happens is when you uh, these people, they think that these people love them and then they give their heart to them and then the person that comes with something shinier or bigger they leave them immediately to go to that yeah and then it destroys and crushes them so like for me um i like to i i, I keep it i keep it 100 like when people say my favorite thing was when someone said to me um don't forget me when you're famous and i was like why did you forget me when i wasn't right so i'm right. saying so it's like yeah. the people who fuck with me uh, will know. And the people that don't, it'll show. Because I ain't no hoe. No, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> no, but like, I, um, like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll know if you fuck with me, fuck with me. Yeah. Because you won't have to ask if you fuck with me. Right, exactly. You know exactly. And, and, and by the way, if you're listening to this and I happen to have become famous and you're like, oh, I'm just going to call him up. If I don't answer you. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. You know what ever, 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 ever. But I'll like one of your pictures on Instagram. You know where you stand. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, some people's like, what are we talking about? Like, what what, what are you calling me for? It, yeah. it, you never called me in years. And all yeah. of a sudden, shit's going right in my life. And you go call me for something. I get it. You want something. Yeah. You see something of a value to you. And you thought I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I love when people do that shit, man. I see people in, because in Edmonton, they don't, a lot of the black community, it's funny enough, don't fuck with me. You know what I mean? Most of my shows are sold out with white people and shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's always funny when I go to like the black clubs, like there was, I was at a black house party and uh, this dude walks up and he's looking at me and he goes, you the comedian, right? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Yo, I don't go to your shows or anything, but I be seeing you on Facebook. Yeah, and that was a that was a big kind of exactly people, like black people. Yeah, yeah. He's trying to make it seem like he's doing something for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't black like people, him. Black people compliment you like, I see you, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a compliment in a black neighborhood would be like, I I remember when you wasn't shit. Like, <laughs> you're like, how the hell is that a compliment? <laughs> Where are you digging these compliments from? <laughs> But it's like I—I I mean, like I just don't—I don't—I will—I see how that's like a, a, an issue because you don't know if people actually care about you or they care about what you have, and that's what like 
like I said, man, I crave the authenticity, man, the mm. realness. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's it's hard. Honestly, man, it's hard enough already, and I I ain't shit. And it's hard enough already to walk around every day and decipher who's being real with me Ooh, and who's full of shit. That's true. You know what I'm saying? The one thing I feel like Florida spoiled me with is people are just real as fuck out there. Real in the sense of whether they like you or they don't like you, you're going to know it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I always say, you know, the difference between Canada and the States is, or the difference between racists in Canada and the States is a, a racist in the States will just say, fuck you, nigger. Mm. A racist in Canada is like, hi, how are you? Mm. And then call and, the and cops then, on your ass. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And when you leave, they call you a nigger to their friends. Like, mm. Just I, I prefer the American way on that one because at least I know where you stand. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, I, okay, all right. right. He doesn't like black people. I'm not going over there. Exactly. You know what I, mean? exactly. I don't got to ask myself the question of why am I not being advanced in my job? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to have this fake friendship with you for two years before I find out. Oh, oh, he's been saying what about? Oh mm, shit! I've like, had that. I've had yeah. that. With a few and I'm not the one because if I don't like you, I promise you don't know. <laughs> and I don't even mean I got to be disrespectful to you, but. You gonna know that I don't fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? I'm very when, when it comes to my peoples, mm. I show all the love. You mm. know what I'm saying? Anything I could do for you, I consider my peoples an extension of myself. Ah, I so, like that. You know what I'm saying? Like so that. if I'm if listen, if I'm somewhere and they need a they need a, a comedian, I'm gonna be like, yo, my man Sterling Scott. Or if they need somebody, you know what I mean? If, if I'm gonna consider that a win for you is a win for me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I but, respect that. You know, if, if you're not on that level with me, then. You might not get mentioned in that situation. Yeah, I hear that. Yo, what, what are you saying after this? You hungry? Oh, I'm fuck. starving, bro. Yeah, man. Yo, let's wrap this up. Let's get something to eat. You, you want to get something to eat? Next, next, fuck yeah. Have something. you ever asked me that question and I said no? I th- nah, I don't know. <laughs> it was that time with that meatless barbecue. That motherfucker. Oh, you mad. <laughs> I'm, oh, joking. You I'm mad. joking. Yo, <laughs> yo, let the people know who you are, where they can find you at. Yo, they call me Be Easy. Also, your mama side nigga. Um, you can catch me at <laughs> you can catch me on Instagram on t- pretty much everything at BZ Buds. That's B-E-A-Z-Y-B-U-D-Z. Um, this nigga hates that. <laughs> but the worst days. Yeah, catch but, me on everywhere. Catch me at Ratchet Thursdays at JT's Bar and Grill yes. on the third Thursday of the month, every mm. month. You know what I'm saying? Those shows are always going down. And uh yeah, man. That's what it is. All right, man. Like I had a bunch of shout outs to give and then it just. Yeah. Womp, womp. <laughs> I felt like uh, this is season two, episode four. I want to thank you for the most niggas ever said uh, <laughs> in one <Nigga>. episode. <laughs> <laughs> you should hear um, you should hear all the niggas I call you behind your back. You know I mean? <laughs> shit. You should, raggedy nigga. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, you're not wrong. Uh <laughs> You guys know who it is already. Your host of MC. Sterling hey, wait, wait, Scott. wait, wait. I said Go I ahead. had some shout outs that I didn't give him. I want to give on, on the real. I want to get the biggest shout out to my nigga Sterling. My nigga Sterling Scott. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker has been there for your boy. He talks a lot of big shit <laughs> and acts like he don't love me, but he loves your boy. I'm his favorite. There's you a lot of ex- there's going to be a lot of beeps on these. Ones. <laughs> <laughs> this shit can't is. be aired nowhere. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, nowhere it, white. It, uh, it, uh, <laughs> I mean that that's that that's why I was gonna say I was like I, I can't do mushrooms and do a podcast. <laughs> I mean we could, but I don't know where yeah, we're I'll be canceled. Uh, I'll be canceled and be like, I deserve it. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be the one on the campaign, like, why did you let me do this? <laughs> why did you let me do this? Look at my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> you said that to me before. Oh. I tried to get you to not do something and then you did it anyway, and then afterwards, why did you let me do that? Yeah. Nigga, I said to you. <laughs> 
all right, don't let me do these things. Right, let's go get some let food. us get some food. Hey, yeah, yo, I think yeah. there's a all-you-can-eat sushi joint around the corner. Yes, You sir. fuck with sushi? Like, I had sushi yesterday, and I will have it again today. Nice. There's all-you-can-eat around the corner. Done it. This has been another episode of the Comedy Reject Podcast. This is my guest. Be easy to hold me. Good days. Better nights. Go.